You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. I'm back from the dead. dead. (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hey, guys. This is Chris. And I'm not sick anymore. I actually... Uh, I have... was never sick to be with. <laughs> it was just fooling everyone. <laughs> no, I had flu-like symptoms from allergies. allergies. <laughs> and allergies that never bothered me before. And Chris, we were talking about al- how allergies have never really bothered us before in the past. But we find ourselves using more and more allergy medicine. And it made me really sick because the pollen count is really high here. And Georgia, there's just yellow stuff everywhere. <laughs> if you think about it, it's yellow sperm. Right. And just think about <laughs> that all, all over your face. Okay, I'm Nature. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <It's> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I've had some slight allergies in the past and maybe like three years ago, but it's never really affected me until this year. It seems like it's affecting me more as well. I've I've resorted to taking medicine to help me get through the day so well at least we find out what was wrong with you (laughs) but i want to thank everybody for being so supportive and understanding about us missing the last episode you know we try to do an episode every sunday but of course life events are going to come up and i I never foresaw that because i don't think i don't know if we've missed an episode before that was our first episode that we missed yeah but started and that's why I say we should record in advance. But that's why you also <laughs> said that we like to record when things are fresh. Yeah. Like this topic. <laughs> this is we're gonna be talking about working and um working with anxiety and depression. This is part two. We're gonna talk about it a little bit more about some experiences that I had this week. And it's funny because I had an anxiety attack and a really bad day and, and that's while, what prompted this. And yeah, and but you know, when I was laying in bed with Chris and we were talking about it, Chris is like, do you want to do a podcast episode now? I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, the feelings are so raw right now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to be screaming into there just like, I hate everyone. <laughs> no, that's too, that's too much. I can't do an episode when I'm that excited. I need to come down and really think about things. And so that's why I'm, I'm happy that I got, you know, even another week to sort of process the things that I was going through because work can be a lot. It's it's a whole nother life sometimes, you know, a, a whole nother family, you know, uh, you're forced into social situations. Mm-hmm. So, but before I begin with that, I do want to thank somebody that reached out to us. We always like to thank people that send us messages and, and try to connect us and thank us for what we're doing. It, Always makes us feel great. And Leah is someone like that who uh, has been listening to the episodes and enjoying them and reached out to us just to let us know that the podcast has helped her and 
she can identify with it because she's an INFP and she has borderline personality disorder. And I I love hearing from other people that we that we can feel like we're connected. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's why I started this show, really because I wanted to talk about borderline personality disorder, but I also wanted to represent what it's not only what it's like to have the mental disorder, but also be in a relationship with someone who doesn't because Chris goes through a lot of stress and he handles it very gracefully, but I yell at him a lot. Okay. <laughs> oh God. I, I am not an easy person to live with. Luckily so. for him, I grew up with a mom who used to yell a lot. So I've kind of <laughs> learned to tone it out. So, <laughs> so no, but... it's, n- it's nice to have a show where yeah. we can be transparent about it and, and share some of our struggles and, and also people tell us, that they relate to those struggles. Yeah. it's. I think it's nice to find a community. I think everybody or most people like the idea of community and family. And sometimes we may not have that within our own personal sphere, right? That we're around. And that's the great thing about the internet is that you can go online and find a community of your own that you can relate to, that you can identify with you and you with them, and you can understand each other. And well, I- that's what I did on Anchor when I first started podcasting with anchor i would reach out to other podcasts or start listening to other podcasts that were like mine that would talk about anxiety uh and depression and even borderline personality disorder and a lot of those podcasts they start and then they just kind of fizzle out yeah or they they start and i guess somebody just forgets about it or just doesn't become motivated anymore uh and like uh, Richard's Introvert Galaxy is still going on. Yeah. You know, I, uh, Richard and I kind of started around the same time, I would say, and he puts out new episodes, and I love seeing that. I love seeing my podcast brethren grow. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, doing videos too now. There's, nice. um, there's one podcast I did want to mention, mention uh, The Lofty Introvert, only because he mentioned ours, and I was, you know, I was very excited about that. Whenever somebody... <laughs> You know, especially when it's unprompted, when you didn't go to somebody like, hey, mention my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but The Lofty Introvert, if, if you are introvert, you should be listening to that podcast. Uh, it's great. And like I tell Chris, I love the guy's voice. Like his uh, his voice is just made for podcasting. It's so nice to listen to. As opposed to mine. No, I love your voice, but I just, I, I've been listening to him since he started his first episode. I believe his name is Jesus. 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 Oh, am, am I not saying it right? I'm going to say Jesus. How about that? <laughs> but uh, he had this, uh, his most recent episode called Split. And he was talking about listening to our podcast and about working in anxiety and his take on it. And it was really interesting because he talks about having a double personality when you go to work as opposed to you know trying to change your personality especially uh, i'm talking about people who are introverts or i guess people that have borderline personality disorder because it is a part of your personality so you have to alter your i I can't act like i do with at home with chris when i go to work i that's just for chris that personal (laughs) hell is just for chris (laughs) that's not for anybody else everybody else i gotta act like i like but he he talked about the the time he needs to recharge when he gets home and how he becomes you know who he probably 
really is mm-hmm. when he's at home. But when you're at work, instead of changing your personality, you can just pick up another persona, mm-hmm. have a, another personality that you use to be an extrovert. And, yeah. you know, that's a lot of what I what I figured out, too. Maybe a lot of introverts figure out because a, a lot of jobs are extroverted jobs. Mm-hmm. And... People at my job always be like, oh, you're so friendly. Oh, my gosh. What do you, what do, you do when you go off work? Do you go to the club? Do you go? No. <laughs> I'm just really good at my job, I guess. You know, like I'm just uh, you become a good actor, actor yeah. you know, you know, I mean, I'm not an actor that, you know, I could be in a movie, but I'm able to act the part for this job. When I'm a server, I act like I'm interested in people, like they interest me, even if they're talking about something I don't care about. I'm just like, oh, wow, really? That's so interesting. What Motorcycles. I was talking to this guy about motorcycles. <laughs> okay. And he was like, you should get a motorcycle. It's only $300 for the class. I was like, really? What? Oh, my God. Yeah, my husband and I would love that. And he was like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he left me a $21 tip, okay? You got yeah. <laughs> to be who you got to be for the job. But that's why, um, but yeah, I would recommend any introvert listen to The Lofty Introvert. Uh, it's just, a, it's a great show. But that was very interesting. That's, that's probably that's something yeah. that's part something that we all do. That. Even yeah. extroverts do probably. I don't know about yeah, that's a good question for Carmela maybe. <laughs> but uh, You don't for, think you don't think people change their personality will, when they yeah, go to I work? Yeah, I think they people adjust a little bit based on their peop, the environment and who they're around. Like you know, you are yourself. You are different with your family than you are like, with your best friend like than if, you are with your coworkers. What if you're an, an extrovert, but you're also a lawyer? And what if you're an extrovert lawyer and uh, you're defending somebody who you know committed murder, but you have... That's very deep. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm saying you'd have to change your personality to be like, well, I have to defend the law, even though maybe your personality is, well, I want to do the right thing, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to give an example. I think even extroverts have to change their personality That's for what I'm saying. some I think extroverts jobs. maybe do adjust, but I think for, I don't know, but for me, I remember, especially when doing Gap, working in retail, and then when I was working at the art gallery and we had those big event functions, mm-hmm. I remember I, I was being nervous before the event and being very anxious and then during the event i was like i had to click i had to turn on and be i would i would call it my gap person my gap uh personality because that's where i learned to pick it up it's like you just gotta be on you gotta be smiling and even if you're nervous your stomach is turning but you're smiling (laughs) and 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 things are gonna be okay (laughs) on uh on the lofty introvert podcast you were saying that uh it can make you feel kind of fake Mm-hmm. But it's also something that you, you know, hello, Frida. <laughs> Hi, Frida. <laughs> it's, it's something that you have to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a requirement of the job mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, just to be, just like a, a, a realtor, they're always so extroverted and friendly. It's just off-putting sometimes. Yeah. That's why I guess the best jobs for introverts are probably like coding uh, computer-related stuff, stuff that you can just do online or from an Yeah, office that somewhere. would be ideal, but the world isn't like that sometimes. I mean, I'm not getting coding or science or math. You, you can know. do coding. I don't know. Programming. I, I, you just have to go to school. That sounds like school it, see, it. it sounds like math. I... <laughs> <laughs> nah. Anyways. But I, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing this, but I do want to talk about 
a little bit of validation, you know, getting this job as a server. <sighs> getting this job as a server, I I told my my mom and dad about it. My mom's like, "Great, I'm so happy that you have a job and that you're getting back out there." My dad was silent. And I I try not to feel bad. Like I try to be like, yeah, I don't need his approval. But at the same time, it just hurts when he doesn't give yeah. it to me, you know? And my other siblings would be, like, graduating with their master's or, you know, taking... Being a voice, lawyer. Yeah, all this other stuff. <laughs> and he'll, like, reply in the group text, like, get really happy. And be like, yeah, keep persevering. Yeah, you're so great. But Maybe he was just busy when you messaged that could also be Why wasn't he busy when they message? I'm just saying that because it's a possibility. Chris, I know my father. Okay, do you know your father? Yes. Well, <laughs> You're like, which one? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know my real father. <laughs> my birth father. But that's something that I, I just have to jump over. So whatever job I get, that's still in the back of my head. I hate that, but it is. But I enjoy being a server. I really... Yeah, you know, like I said, it's like improv comedy. It's it's like making experience for people. Yeah, but there were times last week when I got so down. I well, I I just got really down. But mm-hmm. uh, I can't really remember what happened. I think I just had a lot of anxiety because it's tough. And I'm going to talk about the lofty introvert again, because you you said this, you know, you have to kind of be extroverted. You can't be quiet. If you're in the kitchen, like I have to call for side salads and desserts and stuff. You can't be like, um, excuse me, mister. Could I please have a side salad? No one's going to hear you. No one's going to give a shit. You'd be like, can I get a side salad, please? Oh my God. <laughs> what? That's what you got to say. You just, you're going to hurt people's ears. <laughs> well, that's what you got to do, okay? To. We're in the kitchen today. <laughs> and if they didn't hear you the first time, you come back five minutes later and they didn't make you, you'd be like, excuse me, excuse me, can I get a side salad, please? Yeah, you got to be all up in, And it makes you feel so bad or when somebody's like, oh, my steak wasn't cooked right. You have to go back in the kitchen and be like, hey, can I get an up cook on this? You know, and then <laughs> you have to become like an an extrovert, and yeah. it's so difficult for me because I just feel like I'm. I, I want to be a nice person. I want to be like you know, pardon me, but you know, if if you could, could you cook this steak up just a bit more? They said that it's a little pink. Now I think you did a good job. You know, <laughs> kudos to you. But these customers out here, you know, you know, but you can't. Yeah. You know, you have to be loud and kind of bah. So I think wasn't it during right after your brother posted about graduating from college? Or was that after that after that you had that depression spike? Uh maybe I don't know. It's probably in the same I but, think it was right after. But I, I remember having the anxiety attack and uh running out of the restaurant and getting into my car. I didn't have any other tables. I just had to like clean up my section, but I went to my car and I called Chris and I talked to him and he wasn't really making me feel better. I never do. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just, it just, it just, it just I makes feel me, like he expects me to just say some well, magical I, words. That's I think just gonna I make also, everything okay. I think I also feel like I'm bothering you and that I'm worrying you now and you're, 
And the only thing you can tell me is calm down is going to be okay. And I'm just like, well, that's what I'm saying to myself, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just like... So if you can just write me a note to tell you what to say next time, I'll is, just read no, it No, it is comforting. <laughs> I, I think I call you because it's comforting to hear your voice. Yeah. And I want to... I, I, I want to hear something comfortable, but it makes me more anxious because it's not a, a, a sudden fix to it, mm-hmm. you know? That I thought it would be. I just need my security blanket. Oh no, that's not working. What do I do now? You're useless, you know? But I got really anxious, I think, just the dealing work, with that, all the... You, the you have work. to... Yeah, you have to be loud in the kitchen and then, you know, quiet and polite out at tables. And it is a lot of... Uh, I'm just pretending to be somebody that I'm... Not really. I wouldn't be all extroverted out at somebody's table and asking them what they want to eat and, you know, eagerly running back to get it for them if I wasn't getting paid. And when I got home that day, I was still depressed and I started picking up knives, which is my thing to do. I haven't cut myself in a very long time, but when I get really depressed and get really dark feelings, I start playing around with knives and that was something that was known in my family. Like my mom used to <laughs> used to hide all the knives. Don't ever ask her about that. But she'll she'll laugh about it and make it a big thing. Um, yeah, you have to hide the knives from Archie. <laughs> you don't know what he's gonna do. But I used to. That was my go to thing was to cut myself when I felt really bad because I felt like oh I deserve punishment because. I'm not perfect and I need something to show for it. And now when I get really down, I, I will play with a knife in my hand, but I'm really just having self-talk with myself. Like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. You know, you're going to cut yourself and feel really bad in the morning. You know, it's it's going to feel like you did something, but in the morning you're going to feel really bad and you're going to have a scar on your arm, just like you do now. You have scars all over your arm for what? For you know, a, a a temporary feeling. You know, you're going to get through this. And Chris tried to comfort me as much as possible. That's always uh, scary, just seeing you with the knife or you holding it or grasping it or putting it against your skin. Because at that moment, you don't want to talk. You don't, you have, you want nothing to do with me. So all I can do is try to be comforting just by being around you and i i try not to say stuff because i don't want to upset you any further but you know i all i say is you don't need this and i try to take the knife and i think you you're mostly pretty good about letting go of the knife when i take it away well if i wanted to cut myself i would cut myself right i've cut cut myself with a lot of different things yeah I know. and nobody could hide enough things away from i know me, i'm just but... saying for me it's even for me it's like my it releases me yeah um, it is not and like i said it's really not something that i want to do you know because i've learned in the past that in that it didn't fix the problem it just if anything, it just keeps a scar on my arm that I have to keep looking at and be like, oh man, I can't even remember when I was depressed and did that, what that was even about. Mm. You know, my, my best friend was probably not picking up the phone and I got depressed, you know, so it doesn't fix the problem. And I try to convince myself that 
everything will be okay. And usually it is. Like usually things come around. They're they're not as bad as I as I make them out to be. People sometimes I I look at somebody and I hear in my mind. I do the mind reading thing that oh they hate me. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm dumb. You know, it always surprises me when people are very friendly with me and love my personality and like me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with my self-esteem sometimes. Maybe I don't feel like I deserve that. I deserve, like, you know, only the worst because I am the worst. Uh, but I have to break out of that. And that was that's what that day was for me. That was one day that I was really down and i'm glad i didn't cut myself and i'm glad i went back to work because really i got a lot of validation from my managers like they love me uh i'm like one of their top five sellers and i get to close the restaurant which means i get to check on the other servers side work and sort of be like a supervisor i don't get paid like a supervisor (laughs) <laughs> but you 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 get to check other people's side work, and when the managers announced that I would be closing the restaurant on the first day, like I heard this guy laugh. They're like, they're gonna let him close, uh-huh. and this woman pulled me aside. And was like a lot of people are gonna be jealous because they only let more experienced servers close, you know, because you have to check everyone's work, and they can't go home if if you don't sign off on their work. So. And, and actually, I felt kind of special. When the guy laughed, I felt kind of special. I didn't feel bad. <laughs> I felt like, wow, you know, I'm pretty much the shit. <laughs> I make people jealous. And I, I've only been here for like two weeks. You know, I didn't even yeah. have, I, I wasn't even doing anything special. I was just being myself. And you mad. And you've been here for six years. That, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, somebody's head is starting to grow. No, it I think it's okay I think it's okay to be confident yes. about yourself. Yeah. That's what I've learned. I'm not yes. going to be I'm not going to because the only the flip side of the coin is me being like, "Oh, I suck. I don't deserve this honor. I don't deserve anything that they I don't deserve what people are saying about me. I don't deserve, you know, the managers telling me that I'm doing a good job and guests like me and I have repeat customers, you know." No, I'm going to be happy about it because I a, a lot of time in the past, I would dwell on sad things, but I, it's important for you to understand that you have certain talents and certain things that you can do that set you apart. Everyone has that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be a little like, this is what I'm doing, and I'm proud of it. Because the people that are rooting for you, I'm sure the people that listen to the show are rooting for me. <laughs> you know the people that that really like the show the uh, loyal listeners are rooting for me and just like i would be rooting for them if you have bpd or you're an introvert we have a lot against us a lot that we have to overcome mm-hmm. and we're rooting for each other yeah so take that chris what you got to say about that what you got to say about that chris trying to talk down to the bpd community not on my watch <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I am proud of what I've accomplished. I'm not saying you shouldn't. If somebody's jealous oh, of me, oh, okay. someone's Anyways. jealous of me. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I tell you that every day you have so much to offer. A lot. You are a great employee. A lot of people are 
looking for people workers like you because they don't come around that often. Well, I stopped believing that after my last job at the hotel when I had a really bad manager and mm-hmm. I worked for a really crappy company and they made me feel like I was a bad employee even though I was there for two and a half years getting promotions and doing the best that I could and making yeah. it a better place. And I stopped believing that I had anything could, to contribute. That's why I just stayed out of the workforce because I was just like, I don't, you know, I must be shit because they said I'm shit. Like, that's, that's what they said. That's why I feel like... And it, this job helped me believe, you know what, if I can, if I as an introvert and somebody with depression and anxiety can stand up in front of complete strangers in front of a, at a table and take their order and make them laugh and give them a good experience and be celebrated by my managers, I mean, that's a win. That's why I feel like if you have the opportunity to move up into supervisor or management positions, you should take it because... You are aware of what others, you know, others are feeling or go through, and you have an opportunity to to change things. You know, if you see, like, you see how the structure of the organization is, or how they don't cater to special needs or you know to specific people, then if you are able to do that, then you should take that opportunity and and help change the the status quo of our current workforce, our current um, work life. This restaurant that I'm working at doesn't have the best management. Uh, A lot of the servers uh, will distract the host and then go and seat their own table. So they'll have three tables at a time and I'm still waiting on my table. You Mm. know, the manager should be able to do something about that. You know, or a lot of them don't really do the work that they were supposed to do. You know, it, my kryptonite is bad management. Like, I just, I can't do it. But, yeah, I would, I would like to get back into management and try to make a, a difference. I mean, because you can't really change the structure until you're at the top. You know, it's from the top down. Yeah, but those at the top set the structure. Exactly. But I'm saying if you have the opportunity to move up, if somebody offers you a, a management position, you know, to... Uh, to go up a rank and, you know, don't, don't, uh, talk your way out of it, you know, because obviously if they offered you the opportunity, you're good for it. You're there's They see something in you that, that they can work with, that they can train, that they're, that they realize is good for the company. Well, you have to see something in yourself, you know, I mean, just as easily as I can be confident about my work ethic, I could be pessimistic about it and be down and depressed and be like i am no good so that's, you, it, that's my point oh really yes i didn't my point is don't talk your way out of it <laughs> well my point is don't be pessimistic well that's what i mean but you talk your way out of it by being pessimistic okay you say tomato i say tomato jeez oh, gosh i mean just go out there and change the world people <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I, I'm happy for is making mistakes. And it's always the hardest part about starting a job. Because when you start a job, you make the most mistakes. Would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> like, you make the most mistakes and you have to ask ask for a special help. And I don't like that because I feel like I'm failing at that time. Like, mm. I just feel like I'm 
not doing my best. And I and I told them in the interview that I'm a quick learner. Who, who else says that? Raise your hand. You know, I learn fast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, make, making mistakes makes you better. I, I realize that. But I, I hate going through that. The first, maybe the first month at a job or the first few weeks at a job, just making mistakes and not knowing certain things and having to ask for help. I mean... There's some things on the menu that I'm still learning. Someone's like, hey, can we get the Ribs Lovers dinner night special? And I'm like, okay, sure. Where'd you see that? <laughs> Could you show me? Like, I have them point out stuff in the menu sometimes. Where is that? I think it gets two sides. Let me see. I can't remember. Oh, gosh. What? And then what if it's like you forgot to ask how... how do you want your meat cooked? Well done. Yeah, no, I, I used to forget that all the time. I have to go back to the table and be like, and uh, how would you like that cooked? And then go back and be like, and what do you want for your second side? I only got the first side. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been days like that, but that's how you, you learn. And what I do is I apologize and tell people, I'm sorry, I'm still in training or I'm still learning. Because I don't want them to think that I'm incompetent, but I think everyone remembers when they were going through training. You didn't know everything. I mean, there was a training class, uh, but the server training class was like a, a week, and I only got to taste like one appetizer. So I don't really know what the food tastes like, and I don't know everything on the menu. <laughs> it wasn't that great, but you just got to do your best. Yeah. Well, that's all you can, you can ask of someone. I guess that's really all I have to talk about, Chris. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, the my panic attack, what it's like to go through that in, in a restaurant setting, the really dark depression that I went through, and how confident I am now about where I am and what I'm doing. And I hope that confidence rubs off some more and I can get a, a bigger and better job because I... I wasn't sure if I could do it before, but now I, I know I can. You just need a reminder. Yeah. And being a server is a great job to make you put on your extroverted pants <laughs> when you'd rather just be an introvert. So. It's one of those swim or sink. <laughs> is it one of those swim or sink things? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, those parents <laughs> that just toss their kid in a bowl? Yeah, I you, guess do you so. Feel like, I mean, I feel like it because it's one of the most extroverted things you could do and you have to be kind and generous and, well, I'm and friendly i'm and... already kind and generous uh -huh. and friendly so you i got that down you're not okay? generous with your food with me no i don't you like don't to share my food you don't share, that's not being generous look so. if i order a meal <laughs> that meal is for me i do not order a baconator with a large fry from wendy's to share the fries or the baconator with you i got that for me if you wanted something you should just, say that you want Not something. even one bite, guys. No. Not even one bite. No, you're not entitled. <laughs> you're That's not, not what true love is about. Okay. <laughs> Caring is sharing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when dealing with depression and anxiety, it's always an up and down. So it's always a long road. And you're never going to be on a long plateau. And like with you, I'm not sure how you feel about... How did you... Like... When you had, when you were, when you got depressed and you came home and you were having that bad night, could you see past that moment during that time? No, 
I I think that's why I wanted to cut myself, and I think that's why I was mm-hmm. so depressed because I felt like it was definite, like it was how I was going to feel for the rest of my life. That I was so when when you get that depressed, it feels you don't you don't know how it's going to lift or when it's going to lift. You know that depression could have lasted were a you week. Af- were you afraid that it was just going to stay there? It was going to stay, I I was aware that it was going to stay as long as I was comfortable with it. And I became really comfortable with being depressed and and self-pitying myself and being like, oh, I'm the worst. Oh, I'm, I'm no good. Nobody likes me. Everyone thinks I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm dumb. I'm, and I just stayed there. And I, I realized, well, when you wake up from this and you realize none of that is true, then we can talk. But until then, you just stay here. It, it's kind of weird that way. I, I mm. understand it. I, Because I, cause I, I've been through depression a lot. Like, yeah. I, I, sometimes I'm depressed and you probably don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I'm, I'm used to dealing with. But through that depression, I found inner strength that, you know, that's not really, that, those are my deepest, darkest fears. But that's not true. There are a lot of contradictions, you know, if, if I really think about it, you know, between my family, my friends, the things that I've done in my past, the things that I'm doing in my future right now. I mean, I'm doing a podcast on BPD. How is that not positive? I'm not going to put that and factor that in, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I know that's something for definite that I'm doing. I have a job where I'm bringing in money and helping my husband and and uh, paying paying for the house and paying for... My health care, you know, I'm on medicine that makes me feel better and, and helps control my anxiety a little bit more and makes it le- less and less. You know, there there are positives. I just choose not to see them. In that moment. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I've realized. Like, yeah. it, until I'm able to, to open up and see all the positives, then I'm just going to be in that place. And the only one that can get me out of there is me. There's not anything that you can say. I mean, you can help me get there. But I, I have to pull myself out completely. Well, there you go, guys. Chris doesn't know what I'm talking do about. Work. Chris doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, he, he, he ain't been through depression like that. Oh, whatever. I've been through depression. Actually, I, I think I told you that I had uh, yeah. anxiety. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't classify this as an anxiety attack. But I was had really high anxiety at work the other day where I could feel my heart racing. And I was just like, I was, my hands were perspirating. And I was just like, okay, come down. That I was like, like an literally talking myself down. That sounds like an anxiety attack. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I don't want to call it one, but you're describing one. I mean, I don't want to... F- yeah, and then I was like... When I when I, when I, finally I was able to talk myself through it, I, I was like, wow. Was that, is that what an anxiety attack is? Like, I was talking to myself. And I'm like, I know that feeling before. I've had that feeling. I used to have that feeling a lot back when I was younger and I never knew what it was. I just, it was just something that happened. And I've told you that too. I used to have that feeling a lot when I was younger and, but imagine having that feeling uncontrollably all the time and you're just, Mm -hmm. you can feel it coming on. Like you walk into it, you feel it come on, but no, 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 (laughs) no. Please, 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 please. (laughs) I'm stronger. I'm stronger. I'm stronger. It's it's uncontrolled. And then it just starts and you know what's going on with your body. You know why your heart's going fast. You know why you're sweating. You know, you feel like you're going to die. And, and you know it's all it's all see that's fake. why I didn't see, that's why I didn't think like it was an anxiety attack because I didn't have the feeling like I was gonna die or like my my life was in danger 
You didn't feel like you were having a heart attack? No. It was just like racing. It was just like like I was like I was running or something. I think when your heart starts to race, that's when your mind is already an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Most of your mind goes to, "Oh my god, I'm having a heart attack." Oh, that's yeah. what I would always think, and I'm like, "I'm too young." <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. I didn't I didn't necessarily think heart attack when I was experiencing this, but I remember my heart racing and my hands sweating, and I was at least like breathing faster, and I was like, oh, "It's okay. It's gonna be okay." Um, you know, I was just talking myself through it and, and it was just such a weird sensation cause I hadn't experienced it in a while. And, but then thinking back on it after it happened as well, just knowing that I had experienced it before and I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what it was that made me just kind of really sit and think about what, what has happened in my past and, and all that. It was, it was just interesting. I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that as well where they don't really know. Well, maybe they they weren't sure what it was until you just described it a little bit. Yeah. So as we conclude this podcast, I think that we what we can all take away is just stay away from work. <laughs> Find a rich husband that you can marry and or or rich wife. I'm not judging, you know, and just settle down comfortably. And, you know, don't have any kids because you'll just worry about them. You know. Take it easy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, who wants to go to work? But I I think work is is not only about money. It's really good for making you a better person. Makes you, yeah, and it gives you meaning. I find... You can contribute to something. Yeah. And hopefully something that you believe or something that... Maybe something that you're really good at. You know, it's nice to know that you have a talent and that people want you for that talent and they're willing to pay you for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every job is... Like that client that was freaking out about the project this weekend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But every job is unique and every job has its ups and downs. That's why people say, you know, there is no such thing as low or non-skilled labor. You know? Have you heard that? Mm, maybe. Like the burger flippers are, those are non-skilled labor. Or people who work in the fields or something like that. Because it doesn't require any skill. But it it does, I mean. Yes, every, everything it, requires skill. Like every job that I've ever taken required me to develop a new skill. Either was, you know, dealing with people or learning how to make a latte which was hard okay yeah. i i tried to make a latte and i couldn't do it that's why know you know why. that's why I, I just didn't know that's what a lot of people are saying about now nowadays with raising minimum wage is that all of these jobs have required skills there are skill sets they may not be the same skill sets as you would need to go to a college well, and things like that one but. skill that you might need if, if you if, especially if you work in fast food might be patience you know, <laughs> that's not something Lord that a lot knows, of people have. Lord knows, not a lot of people have that. <laughs> I try to practice patience when I'm driving. I mean, I like to speed from time to time. Oh, God. But I like to be patient, too. I don't like to be one of those cars that just moves over into every other lane and tries to weave in out of traffic. I just take my time. I'm patient. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's... Patience is a virtue, right? Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I was just saying, you know, every job has a skill set. You should be proud of the job that you have because 
you know, especially if you're good at it. <laughs> if you're good at your job and you find meaning and pleasure and joy out of it, then don't let anybody else's thoughts on it dictate how you should feel, you know? Like with your father and, and or anybody else. Well, even if you're doing a job just for money and it's not your favorite job in the world, you know, just do the best job that you can do. Yeah, and then it'll lead to something else. I mean, why not? Just because you're in this current job right now doesn't mean you're going to be there and you're stuck there forever. You can move up to the side, to the left, to the right. You can move around. You're not, you're never stuck. And that's the one thing that I constantly remind you of, that you're never going to be stuck. Look, fortunately, you have someone who can help you in transitional times. So if you want to switch jobs and you're going to be out for two weeks. Who, my dad? Talking about me. Oh, okay. I'm the one who pays the bills around here. So Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I was paying the bills. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> we need, All right. We need yeah, to we put need... those cat store. That's what we need to do. So, uh, <laughs> guys, before we leave, uh, I asked Chris if we could get a third cat. Um so if everyone agrees with that, listen to this episode. And Chris, if more than five people listen to this episode, we should get a new cat. No. I think that's fair. No. I think that's enough to ask for. No. Five people, How about Chris. This? If we get five Patreons, sponsors, we'll get another cat. Just five. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> or you can tell people to go on Patreon and become a sponsor. So. Well, that's totally... So, guys, we have two cats right now. Two cats. You know, if you're a cat owner, you know how much they can be. <laughs> and I've already said no, because that's a lot already. But I don't know, maybe. I do like cats now. You've turned me into a cat person. Or we could get, we could get a dog, I or guess. A dog. I want a cat though, okay? Yeah. Anyways, we've we just this is like literally we ramble now. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about meaningful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. Well, thank you for joining us and we can't wait to see you next Sunday. We have a special episode with one of our uh listeners that we met. Yeah. Uh, and she loves the show and we love her and we can't wait for you to listen to the episode. So bye. We will see you next Sunday. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast? Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.